From the Upshot section of the New York Times. In Politics, Using Sports in Search of That Elusive Common Touch. By Michael Beschloss. Asked what Bernie Sanders was like as a kid brother, his brother Larry recalled on CNN last month that he was a very good athlete. Responding to a question by Chris Cuomo about this comment in CNN's Democratic Town Forum last month, Senator Sanders said that his elementary school in Brooklyn won the borough championship in basketball and that he was a very good long-distance runner and captain of my cross-country team. If these remarks made Sanders more voter-friendly, they fell into a historical tradition by which the sports lives of presidents and presidential aspirants have served to enhance their political images. We all know how Theodore Roosevelt happily allowed his boxing, horseback riding, tennis, and hiking to exemplify his activist, almost hyper-approach to presidential power and to life. To those more conversant with the details of his upbringing, the sense that Roosevelt was almost always in motion demonstrated the determination and other qualities of character that had enabled him to triumph over the physical frailty of his youth. This inspired people. For instance, a first-grade classmate of mine in Illinois, while showing me his Roosevelt bust, told me that he hoped to emulate the great man by surmounting his asthma to become an athlete. Politicians also use their preferences in sport to make themselves seem more accessible. While trying to court working-class Democrats who were turning more conservative, including what he called the hard hats, President Richard M. Nixon had himself photographed while bowling on the underground White House lane. Unfortunately for him, at least one of the pictures showed him stepping over the line, which may have ominously telegraphed that Nixon did not strictly abide by rules. Nixon also went to great lengths to let Americans know what a football and baseball fan he was. During the election year of 1972, he publicly released a personal list of best baseball players he had watched play, including Ted Williams, Sandy Koufax, Lou Gehrig, Joe DiMaggio, Jackie Robinson, and Maury Wills. George H.W. Bush had a horseshoe pit built behind the White House to demonstrate that he was more Texas than Yale. Presidential hopefuls also enlist their sports lives to shore up possible weaknesses in their political personas. Franklin D. Roosevelt, while seeking the office for the first time in 1932, demonstrated his triumph over polio by swimming for the cameras. Harry S. Truman's public fast walking and calisthenics, aboard ship he once coached staff members and crewmen in a t-shirt that read, Truman Athletic Club, showed off his stamina and excellent physical condition. That was important because he was one of the oldest presidents to have held the office when he left at 68. John F. Kennedy suffered from an injured back and myriad other physical problems. His brother Robert later recalled that Jack had spent more than half his life suffering intense physical pain. But what voters thought they saw was a president of vigor, swimming, sailing, golfing, and playing touch football. But while sporting lives may enhance a leader's appeal, they can also take away. Although Gerald R. Ford was one of the best athletes to be president— He was a star football player for the University of Michigan and received offers from the Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers. He became better known for beaning spectators on golf courses and for slipping and falling down while walking on airplane stairs, which led to numerous lampoons by Chevy Chase on NBC's Saturday Night Live.
Like Bill Clinton later on, Jimmy Carter became an avid runner, but while participating in a road race in Maryland during his tough political autumn of 1979, he nearly collapsed from heat exhaustion. Fairly or not, the image of the president gasping with his knees buckling seemed to capture Carter's frustrations over gasoline lines, inflation, and an impending primary challenge by Senator Edward M. Kennedy. A George W. Bush commercial of 2004 sought to turn the windsurfing hobby of his opponent, John Kerry, into a metaphor for political overflexibility, whichever way the wind blows. Dwight D. Eisenhower loved golf to such an extreme that when rain kept him indoors during his first spring in office, he said he felt so sorry for myself I could cry. But political foes tried to turn Ike's avid golfing life into a symbol of failure to concentrate on his...